Welcome, everybody, to the second edition of now what we're calling Two Alpha News with myself, Manny, and um, my good uh, compatriot, Corey. Corey, how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm great. Broadcasting live from the jail cell. Yep. The we- Ohio jail cell. Funny fact is we're both in Ohio. Um, Corey lives there, and he's in his hellhole prison. But then I'm uh, here for work, so that's what we're doing, I guess, this week. So uh, thanks, everybody out there, for joining us. But Corey and I, what are, what are we talking about tonight, brother? We are talking about a lot. So we're talking about nationals. We've got two guests here um, that'll be able to be with us for the first few minutes. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the shooting sports. Um, make sure we pay our bills and uh, get out of here by like, I don't know, eight o'clock. Sounds good. So um, uh, I guess we'll preface this is we're going to start talking with nationals. And uh, do you want to introduce at least one of our guests? Yeah, sure. We'll go ahead and start with uh, the man, the myth, legend, Corey Scheel, uh, f- further known as Mr. Scheel, because there are two Corys in the podcast. Um, so big round of applause for Corey. Woohoo! Live from I-71 somewhere in the state of Ohio. Yep, yep. No, I'm 76 now, so I'm headed east. Yep, got about an hour, hour, 20 minutes left. So Awesome, awesome. Long day. Yeah, and, and then the other guest who just popped up in the background, um, Mr. 20th at Nationals in PCC, 4th Master, Mr. Anthony Zabonic, or my friend Zaboink. Hey, guys. Hey, Anthony. What did you do, pull off to the side uh, yeah, so instead of going straight back to Ohio, I had the uh, brilliant idea to drive to Charlotte, North Carolina to visit my grandparents. So I decided to pull into a gas station because I'm basically there uh, to hang out with you guys for a little bit. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And, and thank you for visiting your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. She, she thinks you, you are still her favorite grandchild, just so you know. That's right. Get in that, oh, Will. <laughs> so we, we did a little bit of prep work, but you know we just really wanted to give you guys a few minutes to you know, tell us what, what, you know, Corey, this is not your first nationals. Anthony, this is your first nationals. What did you all think? Well, go ahead and start with Anthony because this is his first nationals. You know, what, what was your, what was your thought going into it? And then, and then what did you think walking away from it? I think going into it, um, I tried to keep a, a pretty open mind. I had expectations, but I knew that those expectations were probably not going to be accurate. Um, but I, I think my initial impressions when I first got there was the CMP is a pretty cool facility. Um, it's It's got a really refined feel to it. And then you couple that with uh, the way the stages were set up, the way the, the staff acted uh, professionally the, uh, the, the uh, throughout the match. I mean, it's uh, it was pretty surreal. I guess I didn't I didn't uh, expect to see that level of refinement uh, specifically from the I guess like the, the non-shooting side of things. And then the stage designs themselves were uh, were pretty excellent. Uh, there was a level of ambiguity there that gave uh, a lot of shooters options where they could round some corners and, you know, roll through a shooting position instead of taking a, a static spot or something. Um, but, yeah, overall, it was uh, it was pretty impressive, I thought. Awesome. Awesome. And congratulations. And this is probably, I mean, the, Corey mentioned that you had said that this is the best you've ever shot. So you feel like it. So the 20th and 20th and nationals is pretty um, high high finish, especially considering the fact that this is your first nationals. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Corey, what were your, uh, what were your thoughts as a a seasoned nationals veteran? 
Um, well, this is, uh, I thought it was a great match. Um, it was a little more kind of hit your spots um, than last year. Um, I like the stages better than last year. Just it makes sense with Open and PCC together. These were sort of more like open gun stages, what we saw. Um, but overall, I thought it was a great match. Makes sense. I mean, we were both at Nationals last year, and um, you're I, obviously I wasn't there this year, but last year Nationals was production and PCC together. So it's hard to – how do you combine those two divisions um, and, and make it a real good match? You know, you can, and, and obviously every other match we shoot – Production is there, you know, and Revolver is there just like PCC. But if you have the two divisions, you know, you're not going to do 35-yard shots for production, at least not for every stage. Right, right. In this match, we did see some longer shots, and um, I, I thought it was good. It was easy to push too hard. Um, I, I liked it. Awesome, awesome. Um, Alex, what are your, you know, any other questions you've got? Well, I, I guess what it was interesting you say that Mr. Shield says it was a open gun match, but from other shooters I've talked to, they said it was more of a interesting match dictated kind of by PCC, so it made it super positional because, you know, you have to get into those ports, you know, you got to have funky weird angles with any gun. Definitely probably a little bit easier to maneuver with a open gun, but um, the stages, I, I think they looked interesting. I wasn't on the ground, but... I don't know. We'll see. We, we, we saw, and our guys did pretty good. So, Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because I think your PCC shooters are going to say, oh, it was more of an open gun match. And I think your open shooters are definitely going to say, oh, it was a hardcore PCC match. So, you know, if, if both sides are saying the other, I think it's probably a pretty well set up match. Yeah, I'd probably say it was probably even. It didn't seem like one was going to go away than the other. Um, as we saw in the scores, it's not like – one one group of shooters you know dominated um it definitely seemed a little even keel um the scores kind of talked for themselves though when it came to the to the match so the good guys did good the uh some guys uh stumbled because it is nationals and it always seems like right we've got a lot of um masters well even at every level shooter um bomb nationals for some reason if it's a mental thing or you know it's something they've never experienced um usually they're hot, performing at a high level and then they go to nationals and you're seeing you know, high-level shooters in the 70, you know, 60, 70 percentile. Um, I don't know. You guys have shot Nationals. I haven't yet. Um, is it completely mental? Is it a psych-yourself-out kind of thing? Or is it that Nationals is that much harder? Um, yeah, I, I think for uh, – yeah, go for it. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so, at least from my aspect going into it, I usually, like, at least for the last couple of years, I think I've developed some skills that kind of – keep myself from getting getting nervous at all at, at I guess section area matches but um, kind of as that's hinting at uh, at nationals like those first couple stages it was uh, it felt tense and I think it's the how not only like how deep the field is but how tightly packed that field can get in certain spots to where people get very nervous about you know making that one mistake that's going to cost them five points and that's going to trickle down to you know them maybe not hitting that that placement they wanted in their class or uh, hitting that overall placement that they wanted. And uh, you could tell there were, there was, I think everyone kind of shot tense, at least in the first couple stages uh, collectively, but definitely with that mental aspect of it, it is, uh, it's interesting to see because some people can, you know, especially people that have shot more nationals than, uh, than I have, uh, 
they have that that kind of been there done that mentality and i think that really can help them uh, excel a little bit extra so it's it's new shooter mentality i think is especially uh, intense mm-hmm. makes sense you know and i think you know from my experience shooting nationals i think a lot of it depends on who you're shooting with just like any other match we're at you know um if you're shooting with all the boys from from home or the, the i shouldn't say the boys everybody from home it's not going to feel that much different than just shooting your local club match. You know, the stages, maybe the stages are a little bit more challenging. I've only shot as staff. So, you know, shooting 10 stages two days in a row is, is not normal for me. But other than that, it does, it just felt like home because I was shooting with a bunch of people used to shooting with. Um, yeah, Corey, what, Sheil, what were your thoughts? No, I, I agree with that. Um, there's definitely, it's just that there's so many more shooters there. So you do feel like every little mistake is going to cost you a spot in the match. Where even at the big area matches, you don't have that like that feeling that all of a sudden you're down and trying to push to come back. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people can psych themselves out. And you're absolutely right. When you shoot with your group of friends, it's a lot different than shooting with a group that you don't know anyone on. Makes sense. So, um, I've gone on to the Super Squad this year, which was a surprise and pretty amazing. And luckily, I've talked to these guys, a lot of these guys, and I think only one or two that I haven't actually just shot with, being all the area matches that I shoot. So, um, I'm coming into some construction. So um, it was, you know, it was comfortable, but we had the camera crew following us. And so there was definitely some nerves that happened from that, I think. Yeah, understandable. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Well, we'll um, anything else from you, Alex? We'll go ahead and let these guys go. That way they can, you know, Corey doesn't die on I-76 and Anthony can go visit his grandparents. Yeah, so um, I guess what I'll say is uh, congratulations, guys, on your finish. Um, uh, very uh, good placements uh, for both of you, respectively. Uh, uh, we can only see it from up from here as well. So um, I don't know. I guess my if I have a final question is um, for Corey Shield, um are you hoping to shoot – would you like to shoot on the Super Squad again, or did it feel like you were shooting over your uh, your heels? I think, I, yeah, I would definitely do it again. Um, you know, every time you shoot with these people, you get a little more comfortable. And like I said, there was only maybe two guys that I had never shot with before. So, um, you know, a lot of it's just pressure you put on yourself. And, uh, you know, it gets easier every time. Makes sense. Makes mm-hmm. sense. And yeah. I guess one last question for Anthony. Anthony, you going back to Nationals next year? You know, fingers crossed. I'd absolutely love to. Um, I've got some other life events that are going to be occurring here in the next uh, year or so. So uh, let's see uh, see how that works out. I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be able to attend, though. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Travel home safe, and we'll uh, we'll see you on the range soon. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you. See you guys. You know, Tactical Flood has a question I we should have asked uh, Anthony and Corey, but we'll pop it in here now. He asked, uh, how far do you travel to matches? 
Yeah. Um, I guess I'll, I'll say for myself is um, the most I've ever driven is for six hours. Uh, so, I mean, it wouldn't be I, – I would go farther than that, though, too, though. But six hours is kind of my minimum. I might look at going to Talladega next year depending on who – or what's there? Like if Open Nationals in Talladega, I'll go there. Uh, I don't know necessarily your uh, drive limit, Corey. You know, I don't really have a specific drive limit. Um, I think it makes for me it makes a little bit more um, more sense based on what the what match I'm going to. So you know, Nationals, I, I'm willing. I was all scheduled to go to Colorado um, last year for Nationals, and then mm-hmm. obviously the Colorado match didn't happen, so I went to Talladega instead. Um, I've got friends all over the country, so and w- not just from shooting. So I have taken the opportunity to go visit friends in Atlanta while I was in Talladega, or um, you know I was going to planning on trying to hook up with and visit some friends in um, in Denver while I was in Colorado. So I, I it's not really as much a uh, a drive or a distance thing. It's more just a time and a money thing. Right, yeah, you got to have the time and the resources available to go, that's for sure. Um, I do want to thank the five people out there on YouTube and currently two people out on Facebook for watching this uh, After Nationals um, stream. This is on a different night than we normally would do it, but uh, this is continually going to be on Thursday nights. Um, I think 7 o'clock, I think we're going to keep it at, um, unless there is Nationals. Nationals we will do the Monday after, hopefully to get people from Nationals on. so that's kind of a good thing too. So uh, if you guys have people you want on the live stream to pop on every once in a while, let us know and we can talk to them uh, so that they can join us for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So it's not a big burden. For sure. And uh, side note, this is probably the last week we'll be on Facebook, at least as a live stream. Um, we are utilizing Rumble as well. Um, I don't mm-hmm. see anyone on Rumble. But um, we're definitely going to be posting on Rumble and, and streaming on Rumble more consistently moving forward. Probably not on Facebook, just due to uh, some some logistics there. But we appreciate everybody everybody joining in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you guys after this posts, you know, share it with your community, share it on YouTube, or uh, go show share the Rumble Rumble link too. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, I know my ourselves and uh, Brian Conley of Hunters HD Gold is really promoting Rumble because it's two A friendly. Well, I'll say it's two friendlier to the two A community, um, so that's why we're going to help try to support it as well. Um, but yeah, uh, go check out Rumble. It, and if you're a YouTube content creator, uh, you should have a backup there as well. Uh, videos of mine have finally started backing up to Rumble, so you might be able to get all of the Manny Talk Shooting Podcast on Rumble. Uh, hopefully soon. One of these decades. Yeah, oh. well, it's got to go back 120 episodes plus yeah. <laughs> all my match videos. <laughs> Pretty impressive. So, uh, Buck, to answer your question, Nationals are not really at a consistent place. They're also not um, random either. So we've had uh, one Nationals this year in Talladega and then one Nationals this year at Cardinal in Ohio. And then we've got another one coming up at Cardinal here in the next um, in October. Right. So. And without speaking to that uh, personally, I do hope that more nationals are at Cardinal because it is only three and a half hours from my house. Um, yeah, I mean, a little selfishness for us. Uh, well, as you being a match director, Corey, uh, it's probably very convenient, you know, of you know, a match director of Cardinal to have nationals at your home range. Yes um, and no. I mean, I, I'm not sure uh, what Dan Click thinks about having to be there for a week and a half. 
Yeah, but I'm hoping for Iron Sight Nationals, Dan is not has to be will not have to be harassed as much as he was at Carry Optics. Um, he, he probably will be. Yeah, but luckily he can still do his day job in the meantime um, while he's actually on the range. Um, the question is, does he does that mostly in his car, or is he actually in the the, the back room? He sets up a little office in the back room. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so before we jump away from nationals, I wanted to uh, take a sneak peek at, or week in reflection, if you will. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, Alex, you had said that Christian Sailor was going to come in first place. Yep. Well, so you, did you, but yes. I, yeah, I did too. You had said that Andrew Hyder was going to come in second place and Aaron Aaron Edens for third. I said Aaron for second and Hyder for third. Man, were we not really right? No, we were not. Um, so Christian did win. He had a commanding lead. He There were only two GMs who actually performed to a GM level at this match, and that'd be Christian and numbers two, the second person, John Vlieger of Kentucky, um, and a Rafferty custom gun shooter. Um, have you seen his new open blaster yet? I have not. It's pretty cool. It's totally like a pimped out, like, um, what do they say, a narco gun? I don't know. It's really cool. It's, it's gold, it's blingy, and it's it's fabulous. But John worked very hard this uh, year to come in second um, and then followed up. Who, who, who came in third? Um, a new name, Leskar Murdoch. Came in I think you should be able to, yeah, you, able to see my screen. You got to add. Uh, oh, you might. There we go. We'll spotlight it. There we go. But yes. Oh, yeah. You know Leskar. Leskar, um, Speedy Murdoch. Uh, okay. So yeah. he, he, he's wearing the Jamaican colors. You've seen him. If you've been around the sport at all, he's always wearing the red, the green. I want to say black. Don't quote me wrong on the color. I think that's the Jamaican flag colors. But um I want to say he was sponsored by Infinity before, but uh, don't quote me on that because I'm not for sure. Um, but definitely some um, some reoccurring names in the Super Squad from last year to this year, so that's always a good sign. And some new ones that made the top ten. For sure. A couple shout-outs to some local guys. Um, Andrew Hyder came in ninth. Pretty, uh, pretty good re- um, return. Bill Drummond came in tenth. But, you know, John Vlieger. John Vlieger's a uh, South, Southern Ohio, Northern Kentucky guy, came in second, 95% of Christian. And then Patches Reader on the uh, right in the West Virginia area came in 13th. Pretty good return for Patches. Yep. Anybody else you wanted to call out? Um, not that I can really think of, but, um, uh, you know, Shannon Smith at 16th, um, had a he shot on staff day, so he was the guy to beat, um, which – He's still a GM in his right, but uh, nothing like these new guys. Um, I guess a couple of shout-outs I want to give out. Um, at 24th, Mr. Gregory Clement of Team Masterpiece Arms coming in strong, um, along yeah. with um, – Pulling out a couple of Masterpiece Arms. Obviously, you've got Hyder, You've got Greg Clement. You've got David Lyle. You've yeah. got Joey Sauerland shooting limited open, by the way. Yep, I do want to talk about that, uh, but we can't forget Eric Eric Steiner, the Range Panda, coming in thirty second um, at eighty three percent. After having a first rough couple days in the match, he was able to solidify a decent placement, along with uh, you know Jesse Harrison winning the ladies' title at thirty seventh um, position and eighty one percent of Christian. For sure, for sure. I'm really curious if um, on the ladies, who else? Uh, I know. 
I don't know who came in second. I know what was it? Sloan Sanders came in third. Yeah, so pulling up ladies here, Jesse was at 37th overall in open, Morgan Leonhart 88th, Sloan Sanders 102, and Megan Smiley 106. Um, and then obviously Morgan Leonhart also came in first junior. Um, something to note with Morgan, I think she was shooting her carry optics gun. No, she was shooting a open Glock in minor though. So it had a comp, a magwell, a slide right SRO, but it, it was had not a slide right SRO. Right. So, so that, but but it was still shooting that. minor power factor. So, and she did well. And her dad, I, I think her dad even shot open minor as well. So, uh, yeah. Congratulations to her. She's a newly minted Glock shooter. Um, on team, team yeah, team Glock. Glock shooter, <laughs> but on team Glock, you know what I'm, I'm yeah. saying. So. And then if we move over, um, do you want to talk about Joey real quick before I move over? Yeah, I want to talk about Joey. So Joey, I think, went to hurt some feelings, I guess, in this match, um, honestly, because shooting Iron Sight 40 cal in open, uh, we've seen him all this year. He's been competitive with open shooters at every major match he shot. So that's that's an A-plus on his part. Um, So Joey's crushing it, and he just had 170 big sticks with 40 in them, and he he shoots aggressively. Uh, I'd like to see him actually shoot a dot gun to see what actually he could do in open division with an open gun. Uh, but I think his true focus is limited. So, yeah, I, and I, I earlier this year I said, "Hey, are we going to see you shooting limited, or continue to see you shooting limited, or are you going to shoot like limited optics, carry optics, or open at some point in, in the future?" You know, he's an MPA um, team shooter, so. I was expecting to for him to say, oh, I'm going to be shooting open at some point, limited optics. And he told me, he's like, Corey, I'm not changing. I, I want to win everything there is to win in iron sights. And only when I'm not competitive in iron sights anymore, I'm going to switch to open or an optic. So pretty, uh, pretty confident. But I guess he deserves to be confident when he's won uh, all but one of the um, area matches that he shot this year, you know, in limited. So. Yep. He, well, yeah, he only lost that one. So he will, uh, we will see him next year, try to do it all over again and win all of the, the area matches. And obviously he's the favorite coming into handgun, um, Ironside nationals. So, yeah, yeah, he definitely is. And he's got a little bit of time. We've got what, two and a half, three weeks still until. Yeah. Yeah, A little bit longer than that. About a month. Good. Yeah. Let's, let's dabble over into PCC. Um, we can talk about our, what happened there, I guess. Yeah, so PCC, um, I don't think this was as surprising. So I had Max in first, Justine second, Josh third. Um, and then you had Tom Castro in first, Josh Freilich in second, Max third. I, I wasn't all that surprised to see Max in first. Um, you know, he's a pretty dominant shooter. He is, even though I really haven't seen – he hasn't shot a rifle, at least in any match um, on the USPSA side all year. He shot If he's shot a USPSA major match, it's been limited optics. So, uh, yeah, Max is dominant. He didn't – so, funny thing is, Max only shot alphas and charlies this match, except for one procedural. And I guess he had two – he took the two no penalty mics on a stage now that I'm seeing the full practice score. But yep. he didn't have that procedural until his third stage of the last day. So essentially no penalties until the last day, which is really crazy um, to yeah, see. If I, if I remember correctly, the, their third stage was the uh, standards. 
was the long standard stage. So I would, I could look it up and uh, see exactly what that procedure was for, but I will save that for someone in the audience to take a look at. Yep. Um, but you, so you had um, Max, Josh, Justine, you know, Justine's kicking butt too. Mm-hmm. She 83% of Max, you know, last year she came in second. Um, I, I would probably guess that that was because Josh, um, Josh shot his staff last year. Mm-hmm. But you've got a couple other people to note. Obviously, Tom Castro in 10th. Nils in 14th. Not really used to shooting a PCC. Well, he hasn't had that PCC very long. Maybe maybe a month, oh, if really? that. Yeah. He just got that new TTI, um, TR9 Stinger, whatever they call nice. that thing. Nice. Then Anthony Zabonic, um in 20th. Corey Shiel in 21st. We keep scrolling down here. Tell me to stop if you want me to. Uh, Craig McElhinney in 24th, team, a Team Da Vinci shooter, along with Anthony. Um, you know, Jolie. Yep, and Corey. Yep, can't forget them. Um, 35th, yeah. Cardi B. So we've definitely got... Uh, and Aaron Sellers in 38th, also a Team Da Vinci shooter. So yep. you've definitely got some uh, some pretty solid names up in that top 50. Um I did find it interesting, though, that, you know, you've got Justine in third, and then I think the closest uh, lady was Jalise um, in 31st. Yep. So. And she's really not a PCC shooter at all. She's much more a handgun shooter than her sure. than her sister. So that's good to see her. Um, a respectable finish. She finished in her classification, um, which is – is is, yeah. is a very difficult thing to do for most people at nationals if it's that mental stress that they gets to them uh but it looks like we had the girls followed was led by justine followed by jalice jessica dorian out of area six linda trumbull uh, uh turnbull i'm sorry linda turnbull out of the arizona area and ashleen ashlyn champlain coming in fifth lady um, an honorable mention also in what seventh one two three four five six seven uh, Christina Baker of Team Da Vinci, yeah, for sure. And then um, Sid Nig up in your area, Linda Poole um, was shooting staff, um, and I did happen to notice that Linda made minor this time. So um, <laughs> well, where's Stevie um, Poo? Where did Stevie Poo finish? For Stevie Poo, so I don't know where Steve, where he finished. Uh, I gotta look it up now because the, much um, I gotta look it up. Did he not even shoot? Nah, he did. I saw them matching. Oh, yep. He came 63rd at 71% in PCC. Yeah, so not too bad. Um, you know, they did two things. They made sure they grabbed the right ammo, and they made sure they had clothes. What <laughs> could you want? Last time I was with them in Area 6, they forgot the suitcase with the clothes in it. At least they brought their guns. Right. Well, at least they somebody get, they bought clothes, at least, so they weren't naked on the range. They, they did buy clothes. Right. Thank but, um, but, oh... Uh, so nationals looked like it was good. Um, there was a notable disqualification. I don't, I won't drag drama into it, but, um, well, let me get to the bottom of the list. I want to talk a little bit about DQ, the DQs and the deletes. So there was 18 people deleted out of the match at the beginning of the match, um, for people not showing up or, you know, essentially couldn't make it to the match. I talked, um, our friend Aaron Brolk. Uh, from Kentucky, uh, got down. I talked to him. I'm like, I asked him, what, are you okay, bro? Cause I knew he was going down there. And yeah. so I hit him up and he's like, man, I got sick. I, I got, I checked in, I got my Jersey. I walked stages and I felt like crap that night. 
and so he didn't shoot. He and then he went home. He he rested on Friday and he was leaving on Saturday to go back to Kentucky. A yeah. smart decision instead of shooting like crap in the hot weather. That would have been a disaster for him. Like shooting and a very big health risk. Uh, actually shooting at 100 degrees with very little breeze and you know the sweat just clinging to you. So he made the right decision just to go home. Um, yeah, Corey mentioned it was it was hot down there. You know, I, I talked to Corey for a few minutes on the phone before we got on the live. He said that it was 90 plus degrees outside at 5.30 in the evening. So I can only imagine how, how warm it got as a high. He said that he switched from only from drinking water to drinking Gatorade. And to, he was to the point where he was putting um, like liquid IV into his Gatorade to make sure that he was getting enough electrolytes in. Yeah. Well, and I saw there was a bunch of pictures with coolers on the bays. So, I mean, um, Talladega was staffed well for the water and um in the coolers so that was good uh like i said let's get i wanted to talk about these uh, D, um one d two dqs a little bit um one was guy coming in second in the second day of the match uh casey eusebio until his untimely um disqualification for oh, a done yeah so after talking to a range master and one of the super squatters uh uh, just found out he had a drop gun during a reload. So I guess from my understanding is the, the mag didn't want to come out and the gun yeah. fell with it. <laughs> well, it happens. I mean, it definitely right. happens. Right. It, every Anything can, it's not if you DQ, it's when you DQ, right? right. Not that everyone's uninherently un safe and this guy is a champion in the sport. So things happen. It sucks. Um, he probably felt very embarrassed, but it's like, is what it is, right? It is what it is. It happens. Right. Um, my buddy Eric Evans, he DQ'd too. I uh, don't know why. I just, I, I got to give Eric shit. Not like he's going to watch this, but I like Eric, so give him some crap. Um, and then there was a video of a disqualification we saw um, over on the second day. That was from the second yeah. day, right? Mm -hmm. um, of a, our, an official calling a DQ for a finger in the trigger guard during a reload. Um, we've talked about this personally, but I think it's one of those calls that it was for my opinion, I couldn't make that call. Um, the video's out there on the internet, uh, on Instagram, if you want to find it. I'm, I'm not going to link it, but you can go find it yourself. Yeah, and you know what? It, my thing, my thinking is, is if you, if you're an RO and you're out there and, and you see it, if you see it and you're 100% certain that you saw it, call it. Mm -hmm. It's against the rules. Now, I did look, I did do some research, deep dive into the match, and noticed that there were a few people that were DQ'd for finger in the trigger guard. So it wasn't just one person. Um, I, I didn't happen to catch all the all of them. I didn't happen to catch all the stages. So I don't know whether it was one stage or multiple stages or anything like that. But it, it does. Um, it's a tough call to make. Mm -hmm. So you know, if if you see it, call it. And the bigger thing is when I've been with sh shooters in a level one match, we say finger, finger, finger. Well. They're not doing that at level twos and definitely not at nationals. Right. It's so, not. Yeah. That's, that's what, would you almost consider that coaching? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. so my question always goes back to if they're not doing it at level twos and not definitely not nationals, unless they're a brand new shooter that asks for assistance, why are we doing it at level ones? No, we definitely shouldn't be doing it at level ones. We definitely should, uh, we should be treating level ones as if it was a bigger match. And I'm, I'm, a, I'll, I can get into this topic a little bit. I'm a little tired of local match, um, mentalities, or mm -hmm. it's just a local, um, we do this, like my club's different here or so-and-so. No, we have a rule book for a reason. Everyone should be, 
abiding by the same rules and we should be officiating the same types of matches. So yeah, for uh, sure. For sure. So let's move on. Yes. Um, what are we going to talk about now? Um, we you know, about... just a couple things, you know, as we close out the show, we'll probably be a little early today. Um, you know, keep in mind. So a couple things we did change our name. We are now two alpha news. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we created a name, hopefully it sticks, but we are two alpha news. So we don't want to bring, we're not going to bring tons of conjecture to this channel. We want to bring the shooting sports. We'll talk about like trends and stuff going on, but when it comes to some of the more divisive things, we're just going to bring you the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to say that. And, uh, if you have any questions or, or would like to discuss that further, we'd ha- be happy to chat, but moving on, um, there's, I've seen a couple matches recently announced that they're no longer hosting USPSA matches. They're going to PCSL. Mm-hmm. So just something interesting that I've noticed um, on the social media that I wanted to bring up. You know, we'd love to hear other people's uh, opinions, thoughts. You know, does USPSA provide enough value to their to the to the shooter? Does USPSA provide enough value to the club? And and really the same questions for PCSL. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I have seen these things as well on um, clubs or matches going to a PCSL format instead of a USPSA. Um, it's unfortunate to see people totally get away from USPSA because it is a dominant um, competitor in the competitive market. Uh, I think it needs to be an add-on. Uh, for you know, PCSL could be an add-on at your club, not necessarily one or the other. I think they have both have great aspects, right? USPSA has a hardcore rule book. Uh, not a, not. I'll uh, let me rephrase that. Not core hardcore, and that is super difficult, but it's consistent. You can go to any place and get the same rules. PCSL, you can have some local variations on the match, just kind of like Three Gun. This is why Three Gun also currently really doesn't work um, from an aspect of you know you got to know what clubs running what rules, and it's uh. It can be a cluster. Um, I love USPSA because, uh, you know, I met a lot of great people in the sport, which I wouldn't fi- you could find um, shooting PCSL as well. But uh, everyone goes and shoots. I don't know if it's we want the classifier or it's that we like the consistent rules. Um, but it's kind of sad to see clubs move away. But if that's their choice, that's their choice. They let the, the drama essentially get to them, and they think that they have to be completely done with instead of uh, substituting. But – yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I did want to call out Brian from Hunter's HD Gold. He is in the room this evening. Unfortunately, uh, the Rumble chats are not coming through. But he is in the room this evening over on Rumble. Um, he wants to remind everyone that Monday Night Raw, at the time he posted it, started in 45 minutes, now only 35. Sorry, 25, man. So we've got to be out of here for uh, Brian's Monday Night Raw session. Yeah, he's got a little bit of time. It's still uh, eight o'clock. Starts raw. I'm really concerned. Really confusing why the chat didn't pop over. I guess I'm gonna need to uh, figure that out. I know Brian's a Rumble guru. Uh, I wish I was seeing those. So he did text us. So um, yeah, went over and checked in on it. But that is interesting. So um, Rick Rick Powers mentioned uh, that USPSA is absolutely the best game in town, regardless of politics. I completely agree with that. You know, I'm, I run matches on a monthly basis. I run majors multiple times a year. Um, stats for many, many more majors completely agree that 
USPSA is the best best game in town. I just was uh, bringing you the news. Right. Now, and I mean, I used to be a match director, and uh, I'm kind of glad I'm not because I get to go focus more on my shooting at this point, and I think that's where I want to be currently is focus on my shooting, but I'm still going to range uh, be a range official. Uh, I'm not going to let that lapse. My goal hopefully is uh, – I'll share this on the news, uh, is that I will be taking over as Mex- Michigan section coordinator here in January. So hopefully I can be a good avenue to make change in our sport as well, in my own fashion, uh, if that's not being a match director anymore. But uh, uh, I know for sure, Corey and I, you'll be at like four or five matches together in 2024. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, that, that's my plan. I'm I'm uh, match director at Leap for, for right now for both uh, Buckeye Blast and Area 5. Um, we'll probably run be running stats for a few more matches than that, but uh, that's my plan for next year. But while we're talking about match director, um, Alex, you went to a match this uh, two weekends ago. Yep, I did. What'd you think? So I went down. I, I, I guess I'll. I went down to the Cardinal Practical Shooters September Extravaganza, or as I call the Manny Talk Shooting Birthday Bash. Uh, oh, cool. uh, uh, so it was cool enough. It was uh, my bir- the weekend before my birthday. So I was like, screw it, I'm going to a match. And I went to go support my buddy Corey and Dan Click, even though my buddy Dan Click said, uh, my shooting family is not important, so I'm going to go hang out with my real family. Uh, but no, it was a – the stages were awesome. Uh, the day was hot. It was a very hot day. A lot of people got zonked because they didn't take care of themselves uh, in the heat. Um, it seemed like the, the wind did not want to change. So I don't know. It was uh, unfortunate, but the match was set up well, like the stage-wise. Uh, we shot, um, what was it, six bay, five bays? Was it five bays, Corey? Five bays, eight or nine, nine total stages. Mm-hmm. Could a classifier, but it happens. It, yeah, it was going to be a classifier, but it didn't. Um, now, who? Now, my question is: You can throw Dan under the bus. Did Dan miss it, or did you miss it? Um, so Dan wasn't there, so I can't throw Dan that far under the bus. He wasn't um, there Saturday. He was there Saturday. We didn't hang targets until Sunday. Oh, okay. That stage. Um, Damn it, Sven. It was somewhere between Anthony Zabonic and Dan, I think. I don't know. I missed it too, so it's partially my fault. Um, I, I'm a delegator, so I and I didn't check up on their work. My bad. But not the end of the world. Right. Um, so the idea. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, we will not be doing open squatting again. So it's okay. Um, you can you can tell us how how bad open squatting is, but Rick, you're one hundred percent right. Freaking Germans. It's just no. It's not. It's not just all German. It's Sven. Sven. We. But uh, is in a way of endearment is fuck you, Sven. Right. He's <laughs> unsupervised, and that's what you get. He he did okay running that stage, although that stage took forever. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So a couple things that Brian wanted to um, note that I, he mentioned that the shooting sports organizations and businesses are sales, obviously. Shooters need to have options, and it's up to different organizations to give shooter a reason to shoot their match. I think he may have tried to put more in the, in there, but I think the live chat on Rumble is limited to a certain number of characters. So, yeah. I appreciate Brian, brother. I appreciate you in there. Um, I'm gonna make sure for next time, or maybe let me see if I can get onto Rumble self itself, so I can just check it on my tab as well. So Brian's not completely in the dark by himself. Um, but yeah, so 
So a couple of the things we wanted to make sure we noted um, more as news, the USPSA board did release the 2022 audited financial statements. If you haven't had a moment, take a look at those. They're on USPSA's website. And um, of course, the election is still open for Area 6 and President. Um, make sure you go ahead and watch the uh, broadcast from our friend at Casual Shooter Podcast, Dave, to uh, make a good decision if you haven't done so already. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you didn't check out last week or two weeks ago, the Active Blue from Hunter's HD Gold went live, and Brian said it exploded at Nationals. He has wow. probably never been been so busy at a Nationals of, or any match selling you know gold, the Ruby, and the Active Blues. So thank you guys for supporting Brian as he supports the shooting sports. If you didn't notice, um, for our Facebook friends, Brian went live on US on Rumble um, for hunters hd gold and on facebook for hunters hd gold and the uspsa uh talking with vendors getting their love and showing them some love talking with jake martin's a couple days even some shooters um so he's actually really promoting the shooting sports in a better way um than a lot of other people so it's for always- sure he mentioned that he uh was at the lab this morning at five twenty this morning trying to get caught up on everything he said that he was that busy um and i don't know if you, if you catched his uh pre- um, pre-podcast with Luigi, but he had to go to the lab on Friday or Thursday morning to pick up orders, and he almost forgot. So good thing Luigi and he went on went live, or else someone would have been mad about not getting their orders. Well, and that's the cool thing, too. If you're at Nationals and it's in Talladega and you place an order, Brian can take it to the lab, and I won't guarantee it, but it pretty much seems like he can get a turnaround pretty quickly. Yeah, like, especially if it's the first couple days no guarantees. I know his lab does not work on the weekends, so uh, don't expect to give it to him Friday and yeah. get it back Saturday or Sunday. But uh, I bet I bet Chris would honestly enjoy working the weekend on the on during nationals purely so that Monday isn't a living hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I would love to be a fly on the wall on on Mondays at uh, at Hunters Asia Gold headquarters. Mm-hmm. So, well, before we get off here, Alex, is there anything else you wanted to? Uh, you wanted to mention mm, oh that's a great question Corey. um i guess did i want to mention anything um we've got some awesome podcasts coming up on my other side you know on the other side of the many talk shooting platform um you know as we know this is now this is two alpha news um so we're gonna make um we're gonna keep the same youtube channel um many talk shooting just because it has more draw currently we are gonna make um an email for two alpha news so if you want to send in questions or comments to that um along with an instagram uh, that you can get either Corey or myself on because we will both, mo- both moderating that because my life is too busy to take on a full social media channel on our own. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so if we, we we tag team, it'll be okay. Oh, for Brian, I forgot, you're on Rumble, so you can see behind us. Uh, you can see that uh, behind me is the Michigan flag, and behind Corey uh, is the wonderful Ohio flag. Oh, he's gone now, but I'll put him back in. And There I am. Well, it's unfortunate I can't just make it. Me on stand one side, you on the other. So we've got the Michigan and Ohio flags on the background. Um, eh, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. But uh, so anyway, uh, I, I guess we've got some cool things coming up. Uh, more episodes are coming out for myself. Uh, matches I'm shooting. I don't know. I will be at nationals, though. I will be nationals at Sunday morning of Nash- Ironside Nationals. 
Uh, I will be watching the AM squad for a little bit, and then I will be there all the rest of the day watching the super squad, probably limit optic super squad or God, iron sight nationals. Um, yeah. Iron sight plus limited optics. Well, I don't know what squad I'm going to watch. Um, I know I'm going to watch my friend, um, try to watch my buddy, Tom Castro shoot. I'm going to watch my buddy, Andrew Hyder shoot. Uh, I'll be Tom, at Nash. Hmm? What is Tom shooting? Is he going irons or is he staying? Uh, he's shooting limited optics. He is okay. going to be repping a, uh, masterpiece arms gun. Nice. So, nice. so I uh, may be repping a masterpiece arms. It depends on whether some masterpiece arms gets here in time. I will likely not be repping a masterpiece arms. It'll be a, uh, I'll be shooting a, a good old SIG, but we'll see. I'm, I'm switching to masterpiece arms for next season for my limited optics gun. So. Yeah. Um, that that's pretty cool. Uh, I kind of I'm hoping that a lot of things are good for limited optics before I did. Uh, I want to see what they do at the year mark for the 12 month provisional before I kind of make a decision on getting another gun or what my next 2011 is going to be if it's a, carry, a limited optics gun or another open gun. Yeah, for sure. Um, Makes but sense. The uh, nice thing is if you shoot, if you get a limited optics gun, you can always shoot that in open. So like you you can you can't go the other way around. Right, yeah. A limited optics gun eventually could be turned back into an open gun. That's right. for sure. Um, but open's fun. That's where my heart is, and I think that's where I'm going to stay, but it doesn't mean that I don't want another 2011 in the roster to shoot limited optics. For sure. Um, iron sights, I just don't see. So I can't... No. I, I'm not going to say I'll go shoot limited. Uh, what else do I have? I don't know. Um, going to Nationals. I'm hoping to see Brian there. Maybe Brian and I will sit down and live stream, depending on how early he wants to leave from Ironside, um, Handgun Nationals. Um, Corey, what's the dates on Handgun Nationals? Do you, ha do you know those by the... Off the I would say it's the 4th through the 7th of okay. October. I know, I, I know what day I'll be there, but um, maybe Ryan and I can sit down uh, and talk. But uh, I will be working the match, so I probably won't be able to, steal, to sneak away and, and chat with you guys too much, at least not on live. Right. Um, but I did want to, uh, Brian mentioned earlier, he said, um, have any changes happened to Cardinal Shooting Center for the upcoming Nationals? Yes. One big change that I was just there the other day, and it was not completed, but it was on, in the works, was a cut through from range two, which is the wooden wall bays, to range three, which is the, um, which is the turning target bays. So from what I understand... Um, chronograph will be over in range three, kind of where Brian was. Um, I don't think Brian will be over there. I think Brian's going to be in range two or range four. Not exactly sure yet, but um, chronograph will be over in range three along with a stage. And there will be a cut through in between to go from range two to range three and range four. So there won't be as much walk around all the way up. Um, and there will be some traffic going through from uh, two to three to four. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have a really good diagram to show, or else I would pull it up real quick. But we'll have that made up for next week. We'll definitely get an aerial map of some changes. Um, I know that uh, from watching the Hunters HD Gold and USPSA Live um, and Nationals the other day, Shoot Sig will still be in range two or zone one, taking yeah. up some space since they are the title sponsor. Um, I'm a little concerned about that, but, um, I would like to see more stages in the, those bays instead of using that, but, well, at least um, they're taking up space in zone, in zone three. Um, you mean, you mean, you, yeah. In zone three in the, the dirt burn bays. Cause those, those are zone high commodity. 
in my opinion, those are the better bays. Yeah, but I understand not putting them in range one either. I mean, range one would not be ideal for uh, the sponsors, and that's not fair to to them. So I understand that. Um, Corey, is there any – I know you said they put the cut through um, from two to four in or two to three. Um, is there any other talks currently for Cardinal Shooting Center about more infrastructure for more bays? Not that, you know, so Cardinal is pretty cool. Um, when we go to Cardinal and say, hey, we, we want this, a lot of times it happens. Now, it may not happen immediately, but a lot of times it does happen. So realistically, if, if and when we go to Cardinal and say, hey, we want more bays, my guess is long term, as long as we can present a good business case for getting more bays, we will get more bays eventually. So it may not be right away. But it will. I think it'll happen. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and I'm looking forward to it. I would love to see my selfishness. Like I said, I would love to see nationals in Ohio. Um, it seemed like this layout for like the divisions worked really well. Uh, open PCC together, uh, carry optic standalone. Um, I've heard rumors of only having two nationals next year. So I've heard rumors of three nationals and carry optics for sure will be a four day match, a main four day main match. I should say. Yeah. Um, that I don't know. I don't know any, uh, I don't know what the plan is specifically. So, right. So, um, we'll see. Um, I'm looking forward to the future of the shooting sports, um, at Cardinal. Um, Me too. Is there any? Has anyone talked about bringing PCSL um, into the regular roster at Cardinal? It has not been really discussed. I, uh, Don Bates is really was the guy that brought PCSL in last year, um, mm-hmm. and I know he is thinking about bringing it again. I will say that we're really limited. Uh, they don't allow center fire rifle cartridges at Cardinal, um, at least not at this time. So the only center fire we can get rifle wise is like nine millimeter. Right, so it'd only be PCC and pistol. Yeah, it would be PCC pistol. Now, could we have a USPSA two-gun nationals there? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's going to happen. Just saying that. Well, it shit, you could hold. That would be kind of cool. A shot. I don't know if the bays would allow it, but a shotgun, um, multi-gun, you know, shotgun-only match there under USPSA rules. Yeah, maybe. I, I would have to see the interest. Um, the, the challenge is, is like. Dan and I are really like one gun guys. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't have the experience to run more than one gun. Um, but it could happen. Not going to say So Right. So we're getting near the end of our time today. So Brian can get to ready for raw. I don't know exactly where raw is, but if he's still hanging out there with us, um, but Corey um, last week I went first. So this week you'll go first. Um, you, you've got some people supporting you. we got to talk about them to give them some love. One of the guys was actually on the show this week, yeah, uh, so we sure. thank him. So go ahead and go and talk about those awesome guys. So my two big supporters are uh, Corey Shiel from Shield Manufacturing. I've been running a buffer system since the beginning. Um, I am now on the Shield Manufacturing Buffer System 2.0. I also am in love, and when I say in love, I mean in love with his hammer drill attachment and his stake puller. Okay, so as a match director, it saves my back pounding in nails with a hammer drill. It's even better with his long hammer drill attachment. It's about yay long, so you don't even have to bend over to hammer in these um, in, in stakes. And then the stake puller for tearing down. And then um, two other sponsors, obviously Brian from Hunter's HD Gold. 
I cannot wait to get my active blues. They should be in the mail, I hope, for, hope sometime this week. And we've got um, Victor's Legacy, which is a gun shop up in the greater Cleveland area. They have done both of my Cerakotes. Um, if you've seen me, you've seen my American Flag Cerakote that I had done last year. This year, I actually have a gun with them right now to do another Cerakote. And um, it's kind of a funny story. I don't know what I want. So I just said, here's my gun. Go make it cool. So, But is it also a, mis- a Misfits uh, Cerakote? <laughs> no. No. So it's not going to look like Corey's gun. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, don't, I, really I would hope say, not. Because I if they're two identical it. guns, that's annoying. <laughs> I said, here's my gun. Make it cool. And um, Jamie from Victor's said, oh, sweet. We're going to make it a Barbie theme. I said, okay. Make it masculine and cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. But um, also, we can't forget to um, show love to Bobby, Southern Bobby Q, yeah. uh, who will be at all the Nationals this year. And I heard that he was also be at all the Nationals next year. So, and... Uh, Buckeye Blast and Area 5. I told yep. Dan Flick, my co-match director, I said, I'm not doing it without barbecue. Yes, that is for sure. You can't go wrong with Bobby. Um, I, got, uh, I don't want to go through my long list, but uh, uh, we've got Leif Kunkel of GX Products. He's always also helped us out both. Yes. Um, he's helped support the Team FML, my local part of the Mani Talk shooting shooting team. Um, Brian's always been a great supporter, both you and myself, so I thank him again. Um uh recently we've been doing some great work um uh, nathan dively was also in the chat um yes he uh he's been one of my guys who uh you know supported me and uh go check him out uh use the coupon code many talk shooting for 10 percent off your order there at DivTech. um it's divtechshop.com right yep divtechshop.com awesome. uh get a you know free, get an awesome magnet to go with your things uh honestly they're better than a double alpha in my opinion but i've used his products before i ever became sponsored by him or partnered with him so, uh, okay. outdoor dynamics out, I'll, I will say this before outdoor dynamics is awesome. And he, uh, supports the shooting sports as well as, you know, Corey shield with, he helps Da Vinci out with their guns, ammo that runs in their guns, no matter, pretty much no matter what, and masterpiece arms guns. Yep. So go check out outdoor dynamics, use the code Manny M A N N Y save yourself some money there too. Uh, but that's all I got, I guess. Um, so yeah, we'll call out one more thing before we get off, uh, two, mm-hmm. actually, two more things. One, Brian, a uh, little testimonial. Brian bought a steak puller this weekend at Nationals, said it was amazing. Um, if you guys don't know, Brian sets up that big tent, two big tents, so he uh, breaks his back trying to pull those steaks. He's got a steak puller now to not have to break his back. Well, also, people, go help Brian tear down. Like, it's not yeah. that hard. Like, like I've helped Brian tear down once or twice um, at different matches. Go help the man. Like, mm-hmm. he does so much for us. It takes 10 minutes to help him tear down. So go help him tear down. Um what else? Did you have one more thing? Because I do have one more thing after you. So Perfect. We'll, we'll each have one more thing. It's kind of like the five. One more thing. <laughs> right. Uh, Corey Shield also does Falling Steel World Series. There is a, The last match of the year is down in North Carolina at Rowan. And he is sponsoring the North Carolina section match, which is next weekend. I believe there is one or two more slots left for that when I saw it yesterday. There may, it may be full by now. Um, but that is uh, done by Ben Barry and Stephanie Barry and, and a bunch of other people. So shout out to them for next weekend. So next weekend in shooting. And then um, also Corey Shields, Falling Steel World Series, same place, same time, two weeks after Nationals down in Rowan. 
Your last thing. Alex. Oh yeah. Um, my last thing I have, um, don't forget we are now two alpha news. You will find us, um, here on YouTube and on rumble. We will stop going live on Facebook, um, after this week, now that we've got things figured out with on the rumble end on my pre end. Um, I just wasn't prepared to not have the live import into EVMux, the program we use. So, uh, I'll have to remember that for next week when I'm at my home station, not in Ohio, um, in my hotel room. So, uh, too often news, uh, we're Corey and I, uh, I'm telling Corey now we're making some swag. Uh, as soon as we get that yeah, figured out, sure. we're going to make some shirts and stuff so you can rep us out. Um, you never know. We might, uh, even make some jerseys. Oh, Rick, I appreciate that, brother. Um, I, I look forward to meeting you. I know you RO Nationals from time to time and other major matches. So if I see you in a match, brother, I hope to be hope it be soon. So, um, Corey, and go ahead. Brian's, and Brian says that he doesn't need help. He does. He, he wants help. He just doesn't want to ask for it. No, he doesn't ask for help. He works too hard. But uh, no. put your crap down and help him. Corey, close us out, brother. Hey, Manny, I, I just need to go ahead and tell you, get out and do the things. That's right. Absolutely. Get out and do the things. Thanks, guys. Have a great uh, have a great night and uh, go raw or whatever that is. <laughs>